1: Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like. <laughs>
0: <inaudible> you yell back at your radio. <laughs> what are you
3: talking oh, about? You oh, what the
0: hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on The Fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer.
4: Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. All right, so coming up in about 15 minutes, we will have Peter Fagan, president of the Milwaukee Bucks, will be joining us. Peter Fagan, president of the Milwaukee Bucks, coming up in 15 minutes. After uh, we hear from Peter Fagan, we'll let you hear from Chris Middleton, uh, who talked uh, earlier this afternoon as well. And then during Rami's show, they'll have Giannis, and a bunch of other players uh, that talked earlier today uh, to the media. So definitely want to stay tuned for Rami's show coming up uh, today at 3 o'clock. I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, Lori, well, not saw it or heard it. Lori Nichol on Rami's show, because I've been complaining. I'm not complaining, but pointing out that what in the world? Why is Chris Middleton sharing time? Why is he sharing a podium with Pat Connaughton for? Like, this is ridiculous. Like He's the second best player on the team. He's been the guy in a couple of these games. So why is he sharing a podium? Uh, and Laurie Nickel pointed out that Middleton just doesn't feel comfortable up there and, and wants somebody else. So Connaughton essentially ends up being his wingman, uh, and that's why they they split the podium uh, for these uh, post-game pressers, which didn't know. So thank you, Laurie Nickel, and Walker Joe Sentinel for pointing that out. So th- that, that explains it, in case you were wondering. So Middleton talking by himself, I think. And that's at least how it was laid out in the email to me. Uh, he will... Uh, address the media and we'll have that for you again coming up here about half hour, but Peter Fagan in 15 minutes. All right. So this is what I want to do. Nice and simple pluck real quick. If y'all want to get in on this, you have to hurry up because we only have like 10 minutes and we have to break and get to Peter Fagan. What do you want me to ask Peter Fagan? What do you want me to ask Peter Fagan? The box president is up. You have questions about the parade. Do You have questions about the celebration. Do you have questions about whatever, whatever your questions are, call now, We'll write the questions down and we'll get them in for Peter Fagan coming up here in about 12 minutes. So tweet us at 12:50 a.m. the fan, or call us and tell us what you want me to ask Peter Fagan. I have my own ideas of what I want to ask, and yours may be different. I may miss something. I don't do this often, but sometimes I'd like just to know. Look, man, Peter Fagan's on the day before the Bucks clinch a title. If you have a pressing question that you want answered that you can't seem to get answered from anybody else. We're here for you, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fam. My number one question, what do you think my number one question is, Dan Plucker, that I want to ask Peter Fagan?
5: Something about the 71 team being at the front of the parade. Nope. Nope, that's not my number one question. What's your number one question? Is Brandon Jennings coming?
4: that's, That's my number one question. Is Brandon Jennings going to be in the house for Game 6, tomorrow night, is he going to be here? Because it appears that he's coming. Without knowing for sure that he's coming, it appears that he's coming. On Instagram, he was asking about, is Mr. Perkins still opening in business? You're not asking that if you ain't coming back here. What does it matter? So, I'm thinking that he is on his way back. But I want to see what we can find out from Peter Fagan. I also... Have interest in knowing uh, the deal with the capacity limit uh, for the Deer District right now twenty five thousand five hundred uh, and it what went into that decision uh, to go to that that number specifically because from my standpoint it seems like it's the easy answer is it's safety right I mean it's a safety issue it's a it's a potential hazard essentially I mean all those people together in one place as is could be a potential fiasco. Uh, if you get much bigger than that, if you say we're not going to have a limit, that whole downtown, you're going to have 40,000, 50,000 people downtown all trying to, uh, to to bring it in. And that's why I said earlier during the big show, if it were me, if I was on Old World, Third Street, and I was those businesses, I'd close off, I don't know, however far down you want to go, close off the street, all the way down the other end, close off the street, and let people mill back and forth, up and down that area, put TVs every so many blocks so people can watch the game or whatever else and what kind of people be in there. If I'm Water Street, I'm definitely doing that. I'm blocking off large parts of Water Street. Boom, get in there and do it. If I'm Marcus, uh, uh, if I'm any of the movie theaters, and and they obviously probably can't do it by by law or whatever the case may be, Uh, maybe they can. You have these drive-in movie theaters now that they were doing during the pandemic, remember? So the Milwaukee Milkmen, they're still doing theirs, the Milky Way drive-in or whatever they call it. If I were them, I'd put that dang thing, the Bucks game up on a big screen and let people drive up, tailgate the whole deal. It's supposed to be nice out tomorrow. Drive up, tailgate, and watch the Bucks game, throw a bunch of sound up, uh, sell concessions, sell the whole deal, and let them watch the Bucks game there. I don't know if there's a way to put the Bucks game on any of these scoreboards uh, like they have, but if there was a way to run TV through the scoreboard, I'd open up the stadium and let them do it. Now, I don't know if the Milkmen are playing tomorrow night. If they are, this whole idea goes out the window. Um, but if they're not, yeah, I would, I would definitely be uh, exploring that. If I'm a Marcus movie cinema, like the one in Oak Creek, they essentially put a movie screen on the side of the building and then had the drive-in go that way. You can do this exact same thing. Put the movie screen back up where you had it, put the box game on it, and let people come tailgate and party and do the whole thing. It's gonna be a gorgeous night out. This isn't December where you can't do anything outside. Why wouldn't you, if you're a business and have lots of room for cars and so forth, take advantage of it and make some money?
5: You know who else should take advantage of it? The Summerfest grounds. There's another one. Yeah. That would make too much sense. Having big screens up around Summerfest and opening that concession stands,
4: yeah, you know, and that's the one thing I want to ask Peter Fagan too when he comes up is, like, where are we thinking the celebrations happening? Because if you're Fagan, I would think you're going Deer District. Obviously, it's going to be right there, twenty five thousand five hundred, same as we normally would do. That's where the parade's going to end. And and again, that's fine. I get it from the Bucks angle. If it's my angle. I think I wanted it at Summerfester State Fair. You have all those grandstands at State Fair Park uh, that are up. I think they're still up. I haven't been over there in a while, but all those grandstands are up. You could put all those people up in the grandstands at State Fair Park, put them on the the stage or whatever on the infield, like you would do a concert, right? I'm going to see Boys to Men in August at State Fair. Put the the Bucks players and coaches up on the stage. And then let all the fans have their own seats and bleacher seating. You have all the concession stands open. Now you can have kids and everybody else in because you have that whole um, amusement park or whatever on the one side of State Fair Park. That makes sense. The problem, only problem with that is it's West Allis. So you're gonna take the parade down Wisconsin or wherever you're going, then you have to get in your vehicles or whatever and then go to West Allis. So from that aspect, they may not like it. But why couldn't you do the parade? Right? In the morning or whatever, and then do the rally in the afternoon or the night. And so they win this thing on, say, uh, Tuesday night, why couldn't you do the parade? and' it's like say Thursday morning and then hit Thursday night, be at State Fair Park and have the party and let everybody have a good time and go from there. I don't know. That makes a lot of sense, too. I, I, but I don't know what the plans are. I haven't seen them. If they've been leaked, I've missed it. So Peter Fagan's coming up here. Uh, in about seven minutes. J.J. and Big Ben, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, J.J.?
3: Hey, Sparky. Positive vibes only. So, I wanted you to ask Peter when Giannis is going to get his Valley Oop statue outside in the Deer District.
4: I think that's fair. I don't I, don't, I don't have a problem asking him that whatsoever. I think he's getting a statue just a matter of when at this point.
3: Yeah, but it's got to be a va- that Valley Oop statue. The what? Oh, the, the Alley Oop, you're saying. Not yeah, the block? We're calling, it, we're calling it the Valley Oop.
4: Not the block, though?
3: Why not one of each?
4: Oh, you could do <laughs> or one. either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do one of each. Yeah, that, no, you're right about that, JJ. All right, thanks for the call. That That's going to be a topic here at some point. As far as, you know, which player are you going to remember more in this series? That alley-oop and steal by Holiday or that block on Aiden? That, that at some point, will be a topic. Probably uh, after this series is done. Or maybe we'll do it tomorrow on the Big Shot and we'll see. Uh, Brad... You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness as we get ready to talk to Peter Fagan here in about five minutes, president of the Milwaukee Bucks. What's up,
6: Brad? Yeah, hey, I just want to throw out there, man, a lot of us uh, fans work Monday through Friday. I hear you. Drop it in his ear that maybe consider having the parade on Saturday so we can all go out there and enjoy it.
4: I think from a fan standpoint, you would get the most if it's on a Saturday. I, I agree with you, and that's something I would consider too. The only thing I don't know about that, Brad, is you know, how long do these guys really want to hang around uh, to have a parade or do these guys have places to get to and so forth for instance Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday have to get to the Olympics so how long do they have before they have to get out are they okay missing the parade or missing the celebration and it doesn't really matter when it happens from that standpoint but from a fan standpoint I, I totally agree with you Saturday would make the most sense from many different aspects thanks for the call number one More people have off work. I mean, there are people that work in retail are going to work regardless on Saturday, so that doesn't matter. But more people would have off work probably on a Saturday. Um, The aspect of the partying and everything that goes along with it, most people don't work on Sunday. Uh, So those people would have Sunday to recuperate before going back to work on Monday. If you do the celebration and the parade on a weekday, odds are, you know, 50% or more people in Southeastern Wisconsin are going to call in sick and try to go to this parade or be at the celebration. Let's be honest. That's how this is going to go, right? We know how this is going to go. So it would make more sense to have it on Saturday. But again, you know, I mean, I don't know what type of plans these guys all have. They may have plans to be in Cancun Saturday, right? I mean, who knows? Or Sunday or whatever the case may be. I don't know. No clue. But we'll ask Peter Fagan. Coming up next, it's Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. Uh, waiting Peter Fagan's call into the show. Bucks present and looking forward to talking to him. Like I said, I want to know about Brandon Jennings. Is Brandon Jennings going to be in attendance or not? Bucks and six guy. Will there be any other former Bucks uh, coming back uh, for the game, too? John Henson was tweeting about the Bucks uh, over the weekend. I saw that. So, will any of these other former Bucks be coming back? Larry Sanders. I know there's been some cry for Larry Sanders, maybe, to come back. He was a fan favorite. Uh, for a while here. So maybe Larry Sanders is back uh, in town. Where's the parade? Let's talk about the celebration. Where's that going to be? Is it the Deer District uh, in your backyard, or do you go somewhere that can accommodate uh, people easier, right, going forward? Listen, if you go to State Fair Park or you go to Summerfest to take over this celebration— While it's not your bar, per se, you could split concessions or whatever the case may be. Look, you take 50%, we take 50%, or you take 30%, we take 70%. Either way, neither one of those facilities would be open if it wasn't for you to begin with. You wouldn't have all of those additional people there. Now, again, the police department obviously would have to be on board no matter which way you go with it um, going forward. But those are all things we're going to find out. Uh, Joining us now... Uh, like I uh, just mentioned, uh, he is Bucks President uh, Peter Fagan on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Peter?
3: Sparky, one of the only guys like on text, like you're almost impossible to say no to. <laughs> well, thank you. I yeah. was
4: my last ditch effort. That's all I had. I was like, oh, well, no, I'll no just your see.
3: first ditch is your last ditch. You, you've been so, you're always great to us.
4: Um, okay so I've got lots of ideas as you could well imagine.
3: Well but, start start should I get a pen or should are these going to be no, things I can get off the top of my head?
4: I'm guessing most of it has already been decided and it doesn't okay. matter what I say. But okay. uh, I on. ideas that I have okay for the celebration aspect of it right? So there's there's three there's three ideas. One idea is do the deer district. Obviously that's the most common sense one because it's your backyard. The other two uh, scenarios are places that probably can hold just as many people, if not more, with concession stands and so forth. Summerfest grounds uh, is one. And the other one, to me, the most natural one, even though the parade's not going to go there, so it'd have to be separate, would be State Fair Park, where you have the race infield to put the stage like they do concerts. You have all the bleachers. You have all the concession stand area. Kids would have that whole amusement park side of State Fair Park. Uh, to use as well have you figured out where the celebration is going to be at this point point? and i know i don't want to jinx anything but i would assume at this point this late in the game it has to be worked out with somebody
3: yeah so much like when you're on your aircraft and you get the announcement in the event of a water landing. correct you know so i will give you in the event of a win we are well prepared to celebrate like this town has never seen before so we um we are taking nothing for granted we have to win another game But we are prepared to literally blow the doors out on, like, the entire city of Milwaukee and the state of Wisconsin, include, you know, hopefully millions of people in that type of celebration. And certainly we are confident geographically we have plenty of places to to have a lot of space and a lot of fun.
4: Okay, so my next thing is something that came up on Saturday, obviously, was the capacity limit on the Deer District at 25,500. A, I didn't know it was coming, so that's my fault. Uh, B, it doesn't appear a lot of other people knew it was coming either, and now it's still in place, I believe, for game six tomorrow night. How did that come to be exactly, and why is it in place?
3: Well, easy. First of all, we've we've kind of expanded that. So anybody who comes to the Deer District tonight, much like we've done every single event night for – a, a road game or a home game, we have expanded the Deer District to a much larger fo- footprint. So today, like, the, the Deer District will actually expand across Juneau to a lot on McKinley to add another five acres and the nice. capacity of another 15,000 people. Woo! So we are, we are trying to orchestrate the, the safest, most secure environment like across what will probably be like 15 to 20 acres, um, you can imagine, and it is beyond incredibly coordinated with the Milwaukee Police Department, the Sheriff Department, Public Works, and our own staff. So I think as we, we get in tonight, we are forging new ground where I think, you know, I think you'll see an excess of 40, 50,000 people um, kind of in and around. And, and by the way, it, it's like so unbelievable and how organic it's just kind of grown and it's beyond our, you know, our, our owners kind of have become the oracles of, of Wisconsin. Like to even envision a, a footprint that could accommodate, you know, fifty thousand people is sort of surreal.
4: So that means no hotels. We're just leaving that land vacant going forward, then, huh?
3: Well, let's build a hotel. Let's build a hotel. <laughs> let's let's win. Let's build a hotel, and like let's always find space. But we we will have a hotel.
4: Hey, that is awesome. So then. Okay, so now you have this whole acre of land. So I'm assuming you're bringing TVs in for that plot of land as well for people to watch.
3: Yeah. So what we've done is we put some more screens up. We've put some more areas. We've kind of cordoned off very safely, like with like what we call large sidewalks in between, in between crowds. We want every every person who comes to have like you know their five foot their five feet of space, which we think is 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 uh, stuff tough to avoid the mosh pit like in the front. You know, right. it's just the. Uh, you know, the, the, the passionate, you know, we call them, but yeah, I think uh, we will be in a good place to continue to, uh, to increase the footprint and the capacity.
4: So we're talking 40 to 50,000 people now, possibly that's a huge deal. All right. Now let's, let's talk about the, the next aspect of this. And that is what happens with Middleton and Drew holiday. Once this thing is decided, whether it's game six or game seven, because I, I, I was told, I didn't hear it, but I was told that there was a report by Brian Windhorst of ESPN that pretty much says the next day they have to get on a plane to go to the Olympics, win or lose, which I thought was outlandish and crazy that they wouldn't be able to be a part of the celebration. True or not?
3: I, I don't know if that's true, but I've made it clear. I think coaches made it clear. John Horst has made it clear. This, in the event of a win, once in a lifetime, there is no way like we'd let you get on a plane so they would have to i think we'd have a good wrestling match to 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 if they actually had a desire to get on a plane so you know the difference of 24 48 hours you know to be able to be part of a celebration i think is complete insanity but you know we'll we'll see i haven't talked to drew or uh or chris about it because we're focused on games right yeah.
4: Yeah. No, I get that. Time with Peter Fagan, president of the Milwaukee Bucks, here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline on Sparky's Midday Madness. All right. Next thing, I let people call in 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 the first segment, the first ten, twelve minutes of the show, and say, hey, "All right, you got a question. Let me know what you want to ask." One of the questions was, "When does the Giannis statue go up?"
3: You know, I, it's so funny. Like we have gone. First of all, I don't think you you statue someone for. For, for a long time. And if we wanted to do a Yana statue, we might've done it. We might've done it last year, the year before in, in, in being valued and being able to create it. But, but we've created, we, we've created the, the, the deer district and, and kind of to be, I don't know how to, how to kind of explain it is a little less about, you know, kind of the statue monuments and, and parks and a little bit more about open space and to get it done. I think, I think those decisions will be will will live right long past Peter Fagan, you know. Hopefully, in the decades that come, like when you memorialize someone, like with a statue. So it, that's not even out of out of the hundred things you want to talk about, Sparky. I would put that maybe like. At 101. Absolutely
4: no, it's for why I, I told these people I'd ask you the question. Yeah, so that's yeah, what I'm doing. No, my my I, I, my number one question coming in really had nothing to do with anything we talked about whatsoever. My my number one question is something you're going to laugh at, but eh, I've been here a long time. Is Brandon Jennings, Bucks and Six
3: guy, going to be at this game tomorrow night? Listen, I'm not going to tell you whether he is or not, oh. but it would be clinically insane not to have him here. Thank you. Okay, yeah. good.
4: All right, good. So we're on board with that. Uh, One other thing I want to bring up to you, because I've been talking about it on the air, and I've brought it up a couple of times. It was a listener idea on a post-game show, a couple post-game shows ago, and I don't know if you've heard about it or not. Uh, But have you thought of, possibly... Uh, since the 1971 team never had anything done for them in this town at all, parade or otherwise, have you ever thought of maybe giving them their little own float or whatever to start a championship parade to recognize them as well, finally?
3: So I think like, you know, we're probably on the same page of like, we love like our leg, our history, our legacy, our depth of playing, you know, and we've had unbelievable teams like through the decades, you know, not just the championship team. So I think, Part of our making making history is is celebrating the past. So there's no question. Like we would have alumni, we would have much like we have like throughout like the last few years as we've kind of built the pipeline. So like I can't think as an organization we could celebrate anything without celebrating you know the past and our guys from the from that team as well as some other teams across the decades.
4: Talk with Peter Fagan, Bucks president, here on Sparky's Midday Madness. All right, let's get real now. When you when you got here, and you, you come from New York and Madison Square Garden and all that stuff and all your guys that came with you here, could you envision what's happening, happening, the fan reaction to it, just everything that's gone along with it?
3: Well, it's kind of like when you're delusional and, like, you might be, like, hallucinating and you say, we could do this. Like, this will be nuts. This is what we should aim for, which is, like, why I tell everybody – not joking around. You should always have delusional expectations and, and goals and objectives because unless you do, you can never come close to them. Like in business and life and anything to do it. But this, I mean, listen honestly. This is so beyond expectations. Like I think none of us. You know, I was at the NBA Finals when I was at the Garden with the Knicks and then and San Antonio in 1999, and and that was like you know that was an incredible and kind of special, but nothing is nothing prepares you for for being in the NBA finals and nothing prepares you for like the journey we've been on kind of the last six years for the growth, for the for the evolution and kind of getting here. So this is I mean this is almost fairy tale like stuff, like especially for us internally. And and we are just like desperately trying to, to to maximize every minute but at the same time try to pinch ourselves and just like Kind of see how awesome and 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 really blessed we are to be, to be in this situation because it's incredible.
4: I don't know what it's like in other states or other cities. I've been here my whole life, so I I don't know how everybody else is. I can tell you, and I think Leroy Butler could tell you if he wasn't celebrating his 60th birthday today. He's not 60. I'm just been saying it. Um It is once you win a championship, you're a rock star in this state, and like you'll be able to come back here and do autograph signs and do whatever you want for as, as long as you want, as will the players, the coaches, the whole deal. It's similar to like the Bears 85 Super Bowl team in Chicago. To this day, they're, they're all rock stars down there. And it's going to be the same thing here if and when this team wins a championship.
3: Yeah, I think that's like some of the best. That's the residuals, right? I yes. Think, I think now it's like we're in this moment rarely do you get this opportunity i I think we got one on the road the reality is like current day we've got this opportunity to win the nba championship at home like that's the focus and then if you do that like you said everything comes with it
4: uh one last thing here dan plucker just told me in my ear have you seen this thing going on with our morning show guy bart winkler have you heard about this the song no not no not that that that's not Bucks no 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 uh, okay. our, our our morning guy bart winkler here has been putting chairs out on Wisconsin avenue in preparation for the parade for what over a week now a week and a half something like that yeah it's
5: been right around that i think it was it was right after they went down 02 in the series right he decided that that's it i'm
4: putting putting chairs out we're winning this thing one way or the other and then uh, his chairs went away so then he he got more chairs and he put more chairs down there and now people have been sitting in his chairs and, and doing videos Kevin Holden from CBS 58 was on him channel 12 is doing a, a story on it tonight as he's got more chairs down there uh, and the city has told him that you keep putting them down they're gonna keep taking them uh, away from you uh, but that I don't know man that that's a pretty diehard bucks fan to me
3: I mean, I got to tell you, like, I got to meet this guy at the chairs. Is he ever at the chairs?
4: Uh, well, yeah, he was at the chairs the other night on Twitter, his video feed. He was there, and he's like, whatever time it was at night, one in the morning, chairs are still here. We're all good. And then the chairs disappeared today. So then this afternoon, he went down there, uh, and Channel 12 met him, I think, uh, and they put more chairs down. People are giving him money to buy more chairs to so keep putting chairs down there for the parade. Well,
3: why you, I mean, I, I, I can't even, I, I apologize for not hearing about it, but I'm like, I'm like enamored by it. Like, get us connected, and let me let me meet him tomorrow on game day and contribute. All right, bring a whole bunch of chairs to him. All right, sounds good. I'll get that hooked up for you, Peter Fagan. Very good.
4: I Well, got to give the guy chairs. Got to give the guy chairs, right? Because they keep the city keeps taking them from them. They're out, and they take them away. They're out, they take them away. So. He's been trying, and then people are calling in, acting like they're the chairs being held hostage. It's been a pretty, uh, pretty funny bit.
3: Well, why don't we, why don't we get some like rabid fans and like give them some incentives, like some uniforms or dress to like actually sit in the chairs for twenty four hours and, and, and oh. hold the chairs. All oh,
4: that now, there you go. Now, could they kick them out of the chairs on the side of the street? I mean, I
3: think if you're kicking, if you're kicking five or ten people out of the chairs in Giannis jerseys, like waiting and supporting the local team. That would be a terrible narrative.
4: Yes, yes, it would be. It would be a horrible narrative. I totally agree with you. You are the best. Peter Fagan, president of the Milwaukee Bucks. Thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, man, I hope you all finish this off and win a championship. That would be awesome. Go Bucks. Let's do it. Go Bucks. There he is, Peter Fagan, uh, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. We'll apply for home renovation loan. As you're feeling anxious, breathe. And let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. All right, I want you to do something, Plucker. I want you, uh, if we can, oh, we may not be able to. I was going to say, I want you to get the sound of Peter, and let's call Bart Winkler get him on the air and uh, let him hear this. But maybe Rami can do that uh, coming up during his show. That's amazing. That's amazing. I think we broke news. Didn't we just break news? Because it was 25,500. He said they've got another five or so acres on McKinley that they're going to put people in. He would be able to hold another ten to 15,000 people, he thinks. So now we're talking forty to 50,000 people.
5: to 50K. That is a lot
4: of people. That's what I said Saturday night. I thought it was going to be until this capacity thing showed up. Um, so now we're talking. Okay. We can broke some news here on Sparky's Midday Madness. How about it? He's Dan Plucker. See Sparky Fiverr here from Chris Middleton. Coming up next, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250. I am the fan. Live from the Lakeland University Studios leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. Thanks to Peter Fagan, president of the Milwaukee Bucks, for joining us here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Breaking all kinds of news. First off, he said he will neither confirm nor deny that Brandon Jennings will be here tomorrow night. But as he put it, it would be insane for him not to be at this point. Uh, So that's a good indicator that maybe he will be here tomorrow night, I would think. Uh, We asked him about the 71 team maybe being in a parade if there is a parade Uh, since they never got a parade or any type of celebration in Milwaukee when they won the championship. uh, He pointed out that, and I I hadn't thought about this, but it sounds like the way he talked, and Plucker will tell me if I'm wrong or not, but by the way he talked, I kind of feel like there's going to be a 70s float, an 80s float,
5: a 90s float, a 2000s float. That's the kind of vibe I was getting too. Where Dude, that, that would, would be, be amazing. So cool. Like, would be so cool. That would be amazing
4: if, if Peter Fagan and the Bucks pull off like decades and then the last float is this team, like Santa at the end of a Christmas parade. If that's how this bad boy plays, man, get out of here. Just get, 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 get out of here now if that's how this goes. And that's just brilliant. If he pulls this off, that's going to be amazing. It's going to be the best parade ever. Because now, I'll tell you something else. Like, if you are any of these people that do autograph signs, like Waukesha sports cards or whatever, like, if it's me, I'm on the phone trying to figure out who's coming. Like, who's coming? Who's going to be in town? Because if I'm having right. all these decades, if I'm walking on sports cards, I want you for signing. I want you for <laughs> signing. I want you. You're all going to be here anyhow. I don't got to pay for airfare or nothing. I want you all here for a signing. Mm-hmm. That's, I'll tell you something else. I'm just all hyped. That's something else they should consider doing too. If this thing's going to be on like Thursday or whatever, let's say, so they, let's say if they win tomorrow, parade, whatever is Thursday, they should consider having their own type of Party or whatever the case may be, that's when you do it at Summerfest grounds Friday night, right? Mm-hmm. You bring in a couple. Na- Cheryl Crow performs at the Marcus Amphitheater, whatever else. Yeah, and you have all of that. You have a party Friday Chance night. The
5: rapper can be up in there, right? Exactly. That would right. be a blast. Who, who's the other one? Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane. Is that the yep. other one? Yeah. Eddie J Lemberger can be the highlight of the the, the whole show. Fagan thought Bart was <laughs> for the song.
4: Um, So from from that perspective, like, I like this. So, like, parade, celebration Thursday, and then a whole separate party on Friday because then you could use the Expo—well, if it's at State Fair, you could use this. At Summerfest, you can't. But if it was at State Fair, you could use the Expo building and have one huge autograph signing. Like, give these guys all, like, 5Gs or whatever it may be and have a huge Bucks autograph sign with all these guys from decades past? Man, please.
5: Well, and hopefully they would bring back some of those old GMs and coaches, too, Bring back, like, Larry Harris and Don Nelson and all those dudes. Guys George that, Carl could right. show up. Guys that they didn't fire, correct? Right. Yeah, I, I don't know about anybody they
4: may have let go. It's, I don't think Larry Drew is coming back. But, yeah, I mean, some of these other guys that were before them, yeah, I think they'll get Don Nelson out of Hawaii yeah. to bring him back. Oh, my God, yes. That's a home run to bring Don Nelson back. Like, that's a no-brainer. And you've, you've got Marcus Johnson, go get Pressey or TC, Terry Cummings or – Whoever, Mike, obviously is around. He's been around the organization for a number of years while they were here. Um, so that's another one. Oh, man. This prey could be
5: off the chain. Good. They better win. Like, <laughs> let's, like after hearing and us talking about all this, oh, like, they better win. If they don't win, like, they, they better do it. They, we After hearing what the potential of all this could be and just imagining all of this amazing things happening in the city of Milwaukee, I mean, it's got to happen.
4: Yeah, so okay. Bucks so, and six.
5: Bucks and six. So Brandon
4: <laughs> Jennings, Bucks and six. He didn't want to confirm or deny, but it would be insane that he's not there. So I, I think Brandon Jennings is going to be in the house. That's awesome. Uh, this decades idea, maybe in the parade that we're talking about, that would be amazing mm-hmm. uh, as well. I like that. He said, like, we're going to throw a party, it's going to be off the chain. Like, y'all aren't going to have any idea what to do
5: with what well, we're about to come And expecting a million people, too. That's what he said. That would be nuts. That would be. Huge. That's the city of Milwaukee. That's literally, much. yeah. It's like and, the city. Of Milwaukee. And so I tweeted out that uh forty thousand to fifty thousand people thing, and people are like, "Oh, that's three times the population of Whitefish Bay. Yeah. The whole city of Racine can fit in yes. in the Deer District. Like, it's gonna be
3: huge."
5: huge. And right. and so we were talking about it, and um this lot, I think we figured out on McKinley Avenue that they're going to expand to. um I parked there in. Uh, when I went to the game, I went to game four, and that's where they had the media parking. I'm assuming, and and I'm pretty sure that's the the correct spot that we're talking about. That's where I parked, and the lot itself is is really big, and then on top of that, that's going to cross the street, whatever crossing street that is there. Right. Um, So I think that means they would have to move the stage where fans have been cheering and stuff. All the way down. All the way down to the end of McKinley, because I don't know – I don't know how they how else they would set that up unless they have like and a dual sided you're stage. Gonna, you would have
4: fans all the way down there, and then that lot, and then coming all the way down that street, and then all the way back, and then if they open up that lot between Panther Arena and Pfizer, you have that whole huge lot where you could pe- put people as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I again, I, I say this: if you're going to the game, that
5: you should show up today. But I don't
4: even <laughs> like. Standing in line to get in through security has got to be crazy right now. Right. And then coming out, you just walk into a wall of people like, oh, I can't open the door because we're stuck because all of these people are out in front of Pfizer. And then not to mention the fact of parking and everything else that goes along with it. The other thing, they, they are they doing this or not? You were down there, right? Yeah. Do they have like concession stands set up or anything oh, yeah. inside of there?
5: Yeah, that the whole like um the beer garden area, right. like they have like three booths in there that are all selling beer and drinks, and then right. you can go into the different places to order food. Well, like that the Mecca's I know. down there, yeah. all those other places if you wanted to get food. Um and there's there there were a couple other vendors on the inside and then usually a bunch of like hot dog vendors and stuff will set up right outside sure. of the deer district. Absolutely. And because you can't food take food trucks. in. You can't take food in. Uh, to the deer district, but you can step outside, eat something quick and get right back in. That's what people so were doing. Food the whole trucks time that been I was showing down up there. down there? Yes, there were a couple of food trucks if they can find parking. Lot but of parking them. is just ridiculous. Um but it's it's a lot of like uh, mom and pop hot dog carts right. and bar and, and um um brats and burgers and all that right. kind of stuff just literally across the See, street from the deer district. That's another thing that you could
4: do too for the celebration or whatever if if they win this thing. Is you could have the food trucks lined up down one street, right? Or one area, whatever. We'd have to find an area where they would be. But on the celebration day, food trucks, and there's your food, right? Selling Mm -hmm. off to the food trucks or whatever else. Plus, you have all your restaurants. I mean, that Mecca has got to be just overflowing in cash with all the people going there. Because they're printing money. They're literally, (laughs) I'm telling you right now, like to watch a game, that place is amazing. Like, there's just not anywhere like like that. There are great venues to watch games all over the state of Wisconsin. But as far as that huge big screen TV, it's multiple levels. I used to do the Packer parties there. Multiple levels. Mm-hmm. like It's amazing. And like for Packer games, it got crazy busy and sold out. And you couldn't get in. For Bucks games, that Raptors series, I think the wait time when I got – we got down there at like 4.30. I think the game started at 6.30. It was like a three-hour wait at that point. Right. That was – three years ago. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine how popular it is now, now that people know what it is. Right. Back then, it was ju- had just opened, so mm-hmm. people were still trying to figure it out. All right, here is uh, Chris Middleton, who talked a little bit earlier today, uh, and you can hear it right here on Sparky's Midday Madness.
5: The other night we were talking about Giannis giving you a, a quick hug as you know the game's coming to an end. I'm, I'm curious for you, just what has how do you think he's grown in kind of sharing the process with you guys where it's not just like, I need to get better, I need to
0: improve,
6: but rather like the idea of we we need to do these things? No, I think he's been like that for the most part. Um, the guys just don't see it much behind the scenes. We're always talking about basketball, how to win games, how to be better. Um, you know, things he's seen in our game, things we see in his game. Um, you know, it's always been a team effort. Um, just now, I guess the cameras are on him more or on us more, uh, see a lot more.
5: I'm curious, you two have very different games. Um what what is like a tip or something he can give you? Are you, you you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah, he's not gonna do the same things you do.
6: No, it's I think a lot of it is um, you know, drawing crowds. Um, you know, we both draw crowds in different ways. And, you know, he sees this from a different point of view, and I see his crowds from a different point of view. So it's kind of just giving that feedback of what we see um and where the openings are for each other. Um either it's for ourselves games or you know, um, just find other guys and get other guys involved and just playing. We're basketball junkies. Um, We love to study film. We love watching games. Um, We love talking about basketball. Um, So it's all about learning.
4: Towards the center, Mark.
5: Hey, Chris. um, As you were uh, weighing whether or not to be committed for Team USA, how did you sift through all those different variables?
6: Uh, It wasn't that difficult. Just, you know, being the Olympian uh, representing our country. and having a chance to play for a gold medal, um, which are great t- with a great team, that was it. How do you deal with kind of the compressed nature of what the schedule is going to be? Doesn't bother me at all. Uh, you know, I love basketball, I love playing it. Um, you know, during the off season, it's hard for me to take a couple weeks off because um, I want to be back in the gym doing something, working on my game. And uh, one advantage of it is I don't have to get back in shape, um, which is, you know, a, a great thing for basketball players. Once you get out of shape, you know, it, It's hard, you know, to get those wheels going again. Um, So, for me, um, that was it. Jeff, the middle. Chris, you guys have
5: never been in this position before. So, how are you treating tomorrow? Uh, And, like, how excited are you? Are you trying not to be excited? Where's the the balance you're trying to strike uh, to understand the moment and, you know, and go from
3: there?
6: Treating, like, every regular season game that we've had, um, every playoff game that we had um taking one game at a time and every game is a must win that's it (laughs) Chris what have you
0: guys seen that has enabled you all to be so effective out in transition you guys had 21 fast break points in the last game what's what's what are you seeing that's leading to that
6: Uh, it starts with our defense for sure being able to get a stop um but then we have you know really three or four guys that can always get a board and and take it with us um, and create problems, whether it's going all the way, finding shooters, um, just creating havoc, having playmakers on the court and the shooters on the court that can space uh, has been key for us.
0: You guys, I've always, you know, you guys average like 14 points in transition in the regular season. It's up to 17 now. Was that placed as an emphasis going into the series or is that just sort of evolved in this series?
6: I would say it's evolved. you know, we we watched film on ways we could get better, ways we could space the court better for Giannis, especially in transition for him to get downhill and not see a wall. But then also when he see, sees that wall, being able to kick out and then we're able to play play through that. Um, but, yeah. Steve
5: here. You just mentioned the input, treating this like any other game. I know the other night Giannis was talking about how dangerous a team you, y'all are when you're humble and you stay humble. How have y'all been able to kind of maintain that approach over the course of the regular season and the postseason? How difficult is it to maintain that approach when so much is at stake?
6: Uh, we don't think about what's at stake. I think the main thing with us in our locker room, we, we, we do, we've been doing a great job just blocking out distractions, uh, focus on the task at hand and what needs to be done, not in, not out. Um, when we keep it like that, we're able to stay in our routines. Um, yeah.
0: We'll go Steve, Zora, and then Dave in the back for the last three.
6: Hi, Chris.
1: Um, this deep into a series, do you feel that both teams have seen and shown pretty much everything they do or or do you have your dukes up that Phoenix is gonna do something unexpected or do you guys feel like we can surprise them with something?
6: I think the best thing is always you know expect the unexpected um, knowing that a team, especially at this point when um, the last two teams standing that they always can have, throw something else out there um, we have to be prepared for it no matter what it is um, even we never seen it before we got to figure out a way to adjust to it on the fly. Uh, same with us um i feel like we we got things that you know we can use that we haven't used yet um but that's just basketball adjusting finding different ways to win um you know zora
5: hey chris it's clear like both sides are expending a tremendous amount of effort and energy right in this series so when you need to hit a second gear in the moment what do you lean on what what is your process to get that extra
0: wind
6: Uh, you know my training um you know, my treatments, my, my workouts, um, everything, um, that you go through through the summertime preseason up through the season, um, those are preparing you for these moments to be ready for them. Uh, no matter if you're tired, you're banged up, you're hurt, whatever, um, you know, you have an extra gear that you've been through, um, you know, during your summer workouts. Last question, Dave in the back.
5: Chris, your career has kind of coincided with the rise of, of the combo guard. The point guard has been a dominant position in the league you and Devin are two of the best shooting guards that the, the league has to offer. What have you noticed from his game, uh, playing against him, you know, up close these last five games. And then do you take any pride, uh,
0: in being one of the standard bears for that position?
6: Um, well, yeah, I mean, you definitely want to be one of the top guards or, uh, players in your position. Um, you know, that's been a goal of mine. Since I stepped in there, always be one of the goal of mine to I'm done playing. Um, as far as Devin Booker, um, know, the guys are extremely talented, a guy that can score in, in so many different ways on so many different people, no matter how many people are on him, as we've seen. Um, he's 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 one that, you know, is definitely gonna keep getting better. He's so young, um, he has so much to learn still, but he's still competing at the highest level and driving on it. Um, so uh, he's gonna have a, a great career. And, and quick follow, to get back to Mark's question, you guys are gonna transition from competing for the championship to playing for a medal together
5: imagine what that's going to be like?
6: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we'll be fine. I mean, right now, haven't said a word to each other, uh, I'm sure. Uh, we won't be best buddies, our team say, but we'll be teammates for sure. Um, we'll be on the same path, um, talking basketball, X and O's, trying to get the job done. That's why, you know, being competitors is all about.
4: That's a tough deal, man. That, I'm sorry. That's a tough deal. I beat you, won an NBA championship, and now you got to be my teammate 24 hours, 48 hours later. Like that. That is a tough ask of anybody. Hey, not a tough ask. The Young Express, baby. They're all about it. We had a guy earlier today... Uh, that heard about Young Express by listening to our show on the Odyssey app down in Texas. He's now with Young Express. Was on furniture down in Texas. I uh, listens to the station all the time. Used to live in Milwaukee. And now his buddy down in Texas, he's switching to Young Express. True story. All back uh, earlier today on the big show. Right now, they're looking to add company straight truck drivers at Young Express. You've heard me talk about what a great company this is to work for. Now go and apply online. They've been doing this for over 30 years. They're not going anywhere. You can trust these guys. Listen, this is what they're looking for minimum one year continuous straight truck driving experience, familiarity with the DOT regulations, clean background and driving record. Plus, what can you expect? 40 to 55 hours per week, Monday through Friday. 99% no touch freight, all dock to dock, no home deliveries. Let me repeat myself no home deliveries. Health insurance, 401k with company match, profit sharing, no truck jumping. Getting a new truck every four years. Not like that deal. Personal days and vacation days. Apply for the position at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success. Drives them. Rami Makhlouf is here standing by to tell us what's coming up on the Rami Show next. Welcome back. Wendy's Big Show served up hot and fresh. Coming up tomorrow from 10 to 2, Gary Allerson and Leroy Butler will be here back in studio. Get their thoughts on game six between the Bucks and Suns tomorrow night. Uh, at five, serve four. I mean, I am really, really looking forward uh, to talking to those guys again because they were at that Charles Woodson uh, golf outing, and always excited uh, to hear uh, what kind of stories they have from that. And then today, Gary is at uh, the uh, Packer alumni golf outing, uh, so I'm sure he'll have some good stories from the Packer alumni golf outing as well. Today's Leroy Butler 60th birthday. So happy to hear what Leroy did for his 60th birthday today, uh, as well. Did you get him anything for his birthday, Rami?
2: I uh, did not, because what do you get the man who has everything, Sparky? Oh, that's your
4: out. Yeah. Cool. Uh,
2: Okay, so uh, we have that uh, tomorrow. I'd like to get Leroy Butler for his birthday. Get this man in the Pro Football Hall of Fame already. All right. Can we stop wasting time?
4: You're preaching choir here. You're like yelling at me like I got something to do with the damn thing.
2: I have it's nothing to, to do with it. be passionate about it. That's my birthday present to him. I Just was gonna be say, passionate about it.
4: I that. don't have anything to do with it. Don't be yelling at me about it. Uh, okay, so uh, l- l- let's talk a little bit here uh, about this whole Bucks thing. Let's. You got that lust? Are, are you happy? Uh, well, maybe you're not, but... Fake it. Are you Am ha- I happy? Are you happy that, that you're back here for this? Yes. Because, I mean, you were in Minneapolis
2: at, at what do you school. Mean, Am I happy? Well, Did you, you were... not see me and Bart shirtless oh, in that's... the Deer District? There's alcohol involved. But either way, I mean. Alcohol only amplifies the happiness. No, no, no.
4: I'm serious, though. I mean, you've lived in Kenosha a long time with your parents and stuff, um, and you've worked at this radio well, station. I to point
2: out I lived with my parents.
4: We've all lived with our parents. I know,
2: but you know. You know. Nobody
4: knows Anyways. until you just brought it up. No. <laughs> Nobody would have known, except the, the the people that have been here since 2005. No. Okay.
2: Nobody would have fair, known. You
4: outed enough. yourself.
2: Fair enough. Unbelievable.
5: Anyways.
4: As I was trying to compliment yes. you, you've been here since the start, and then you're gone for a couple of years to go to score north and all of that stuff. You mm-hmm. be honest. You never thought we'd see this day at any point throughout um, this run here. No,
2: no, I didn't. I didn't think it was impossible. We went that through this would people happen. wearing
4: brown paper bags on their heads and going up to Senator Cole at a at a basketball game in the regular season. I mean, there's been so much stuff that has gone on here. Um, to think that we would ever get to
2: this point is just—I don't know. It's crazy to me. It. I mean, it's definitely crazy. Like when you and when you think about where it came from, Sparky, and how long it took. Like most NBA rises to to glory and power and and contenders is it's, it's usually a pretty quick thing. Like, you draft a guy, you know what I mean, who's like a phenom and he changes, like a LeBron James, he changes the whole organization, or you sign a free agent right. and it changes the whole organization, or whatever the case might be. We we saw Giannis go from, like, this noodle-armed kid from Greece who, you know, had just touched a basketball four years before he got drafted by the Bucks. Chris Middleton, Goes from being a G leaguer to being the dude that he is now. Drew Holiday goes from being like an underappreciated, underrecognized guy down in New Orleans all these years to coming up here and finally getting his shine and his spotlight in the finals in game five. And and then just the organization as a whole, like you said, Sparky to go from the Bradley center and, and what that was and what the organization was and just sort of meddling in, in mediocrity to, to this and, and, not just winning the championship this year, Sparky, but, and I know people don't like to hear about this, being in contention for a championship for the last two years and probably being in contention for a championship for at least another two or three years. Yeah, yeah, that's after five this, more years like left. It's, it's, it's a great, it's, a, it's, it's appreciate the whole window. Don't just appreciate right now. Like this is obviously the peak of it, at least for now, unless there are repeats and three-peats. But right, this is the peak. This is the pinnacle. So enjoy this for sure, but appreciate the whole big picture and where this this came from? Yeah, I I I appreciate it. I love it. I love watching it. I love seeing the come up for Milwaukee.
4: So are we out of bounds then for having Peter Fagan on talking about the parade, talking about the celebration? Because I already got a text
2: from my what buddy Ian. Why would that be out of bounds?
4: Because I already got a text from my buddy Ian saying, "Dude, can we just wait on all this parade, and celebration, to talk to you? we actually win this thing? Like you're getting way out in front here." But I don't feel like I am way it's out in front. Got chairs on Wisconsin, haven't you? Had. Like, what happened? Oh, yeah. What happened? You haven't been paying attention. You really don't do anything other than walk your dog during the day, do you? Uh, I do chairs, show prep. I do show Bart's, prep. Bart's chairs were gone. Doing research and reading. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you some research. Listen to the Peter Fagan interview. Play back on your show. You'll learn a lot. I might. Do we so, have, Bart's, do we chairs, Bart's chairs were gone. Yeah. Again, gone. What? Um. So, then today- What's wrong with people? He got more chairs. Because one of the—I'm not going to tell you who—but one person that used to work at WMYX uh, sent him money, quite a bit of money, and said, "Go buy more chairs and go back." <laughs> so he goes, "Okay." Uh, I'll who tell you off. This? I'll tell you off there. <laughs> okay. So he 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 went and got more chairs. God bless them, whoever. So they, they go back out there. Channel 12 shows up, gonna do a news story on Bar trying to put all these chairs nice. out and not get like anything it. right. Yeah. So I think he will be on the Channel 12 news tonight. Okay, fine. So then, who was it, Plucker? Grab a microphone. Who was it that told Bart that they were going to keep cha- taking the chairs away from him? The more he, chairs he puts out, the more they're going to take. Who, who said it that? It was joke? one of
5: the departments of waste, I think. And, and that, it was like the Milwaukee Department of Waste said they were going to continue to remove the chairs. <sighs> the
4: garbage man. Okay. What? So, that, that. Come on, man. What is. So, hold on. are we all hold on. behind this effort? <laughs> no, no, we're not. So, now. What's wrong with the Milwaukee we, Department of Waste, dude? We bring Peter Pagan on. And Peter Fagan was awesome. Again, if you missed it earlier, he said that they're going to expand their capacity limit from 25,500 to somewhere between forty and 50,000 people. They're going to use a plot of land on the McKinley Avenue side of things and really expand their footprints to even a lot more people. And they're working with the police department and everybody to make sure this is as safe as possible so forth. Okay. So at the end, Plucker goes to me in my ear. He goes, hey, ask about Bart and the Chairs. So I ask him about this. I tell him what's going on. Peter Fagan's like, What? I was like, Yeah, I'm like I mean, obviously he's a huge fan, Peter, clearly doing this for like a week and he keeps losing chairs and he keeps whatever. Yeah. He's like, Hey man. I, well, I gotta meet this dude I gotta meet this dude he goes tomorrow I'll meet him down on game day at these chairs or whatever else he's like let's get some fans put him in some Giannis jerseys and make him sit in the chairs for 24 hours so he doesn't lose his seat in the yes! chairs or whatever thank right? you Peter Fagan <laughs> Peter Come on. So, he's so amazing so he was all fired up Like, why would you be taking the guys chairs for a Bucks parade for what is going on so he was all fired up about it so now I gotta hook him and Bart up together uh, so they can get this done. So I, I think he's got the bucks backing now, as far as getting these chairs out. Yeah, he so should now, have the
2: whole city's backing. So right now, he's doing there's God's work there's, there's,
4: over here. There's chairs out there. And I don't know if they'll still be there tomorrow morning, but as of right now, they're there. So whether or not they stay there or the Department of Waste or whatever picks them up, people. I don't know.
2: Peter Fagan knows people. Yeah. He can put in calls. He was
4: taken aback by the whole situation. He's like, what do you mean they're taking his chairs? I'm like, they're taking his chairs. They're gone. People are down there. Literally, I'm sure you saw it. Kevin Holden was down there. Yeah. Uh, we've had listeners down they're, there They're in like the bronze fawns. They're yes. like the new
2: bronze fawns right. of the city. Exactly. People are going down and posing with yes. these chairs. Correct. Yes. What is wrong with you people? The Norwegian side
4: or whatever is now there or was. It's, I think that's gone too now. But yeah, What's
6: so there wrong you go with these
4: people. I don't know. Peter Fagan was asked. I asked him about Brandon Jennings, Bucks and Six. Is he going to be there? Peter Fagan said, I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, he's but, there. He goes, but, but well, hold on. He goes, but I think it would be totally insane if he wasn't there tomorrow. Yeah, Bucks and Six. Yeah, it would. Right. Yeah. Then I brought up the seventy one championship the idea. The 71 championship parade idea. Yeah. that up too. Mm-hmm. Hey, Amen. Now, Plucker and I can't confirm whether or not we're right. But the way Peter Fagan made it sound was like, if and when this championship parade happens, there's going to be a 70s float, an 80s float, a 90s float, a 2000s float, 2010s float, Ooh. all the <laughs> way through honoring the history of the Bucks. Yeah. Absolutely that, love it. Put Don Nelson all? on a float. Uh, Marcus Johnson, uh, all, all those guys.
2: Oh, that would be I mean, awesome. the championship team, yeah. Maybe a few legendary guys like love Marcus. It. Yeah, but No, I love every, it. I, Marcus Johnson team. wasn't on the championship team. How no, I said, do you think I he is? I said the championship team and a few legendary a guys oh, like no. Marcus. Oh, no,
4: you're going to put Michael Red
2: and all these guys. Yeah, yeah
0: man. I don't need,
2: I don't need every, Oh, don't Love need it. Every deck. Love it. If that's what happens, I love it. I told you. I brought it up to Johnny Mac, and he said it's not about so, him. I and, brought it
4: up to him, too. I didn't let him answer. I said I, I. This was on Friday. We had. I'm on. Go back. And listen. I, I said. I said I'm gonna bring up something else, but I don't want you to answer because I know what you're gonna tell me. And I brought it up. and then of course he still wanted to pipe in and give us two cents on the whole deal. But yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. They said Plucker, didn't He say he expects like around a million people for the celebration if they win this thing, Dan Plucker.
3: He's doing
2: something. He's got right, a some or something.
5: Did, did, I'm making cuts. Uh, I'm uh, sorry. Fagan. I'm Fagan, sorry.
4: Did he say he expects like around a million people for a celebration?
5: That's what he said. The parade, they would be prepared to host like uh, somewhere around
2: a million people. Rami, that's like Jeez. Milwaukee. Jeez. That, that, that's like Milwaukee. Yeah. That's right? all of us. That's everyone. That's awesome. So I can't wait. I
4: oh, don't know. I I brought up the ideas of having the party at Summerfest. Brought up the idea of having the party at State Fair because you have the infield, so you put the stage on the infield, put everybody in the bleachers, the whole deal. You got the kid rides. You could have the Expo Building with all of these '80s, '90s, and '70s stars in there doing Do autograph the signings. Do we know the I mean... No. Nope. He wouldn't give me the celebration plan at all. Okay. But he gave he gave us twenty five five like fifty thousand. That hasn't been anywhere on the news that I know of. As far as I know, we broke that story with Peter, thankfully, coming on and letting us break that story. So That's that was cool. awesome. So what's coming up on your show? I know on you're going have Giannis, right?
2: Because Giannis talked earlier. We are going to play some Giannis. When Good. are we going to do that? I think around 5.30? Yeah, around 5.30 we'll do that. Uh, coming out of the gates, want to talk about game five. Did you think it was over when it started? Did you think the Suns were coming back? And I end? answer? Yeah, please. Uh, at the end of the first quarter, two people texted them both and said, game's over. Really? Two people. I, yep. The guy I was watching it with, guess what I said, Sparky? What? A lot of basketball to play, a lot of basketball to play. My, my thing was Never simply, shuck.
4: my my thing was simply, Never I've wavered. seen this movie before, where they come out like this and can't figure it out. Like I've seen it, it doesn't look any different than I've seen on the road before, with this even the playoffs. Like this thing could be over by the fourth quarter. We might be playing bench players. It just no, I, I I didn't see any sign of life. Now I did call Holiday going off for like thirty or whatever on Friday, he- and he got going finally in the second quarter and was the catalyst for this thing But the first quarter i didn't feel again like, i don't understand how you look that bad i didn't feel like they didn't out.
2: i didn't feel like they didn't have life or energy coming out in the Sloppy first quarter turnovers. I, I just felt like yeah they didn't have a rhythm and the Suns were just shooting lights out. Dude. Sure. Lights out. And that's really the only time the Suns can, can... They shot lights out the whole game for four quarters. Not like they did in the first they quarter. They shot 68% from yeah, three. They, a lot of that was done in the... I'm telling you, the first quarter was ridiculous. And that's really the only time the Suns can hang with the Bucs fire. Shot box 55% from the field. They can't shoot better than that in a game. I don't, I don't. I have the number in my stats. They barely missed in the first quarter, man. They missed well, like one or two I understand. Shots. Were, I'm just telling ridiculous. you. ridiculous. In general, they're not going to put up numbers like that, I don't think, again. No. Craig Kishan. From Valley Sports, Wisconsin, they will join me at three forty-five. You talking Brewers or Bucks? Bucks, Bucks. We'll throw some Brewers in there. We talked a little bit of Brewers today. Minutes. Hey man, the Bucks are playing they're, for the championship tomorrow, dude. There's still 68, 68 games, sixty-seven let, games. I'll left tell you what brewers I said. Season. I'll tell you what I said earlier. Yeah, there's a real possibility if twelve comes
4: back for the Packers, you could have a Bucks championship parade, a Brewers championship parade, and a Packers Super Bowl
2: all. In order. Look at you, Mister Positivity! All in order. Speaking
4: of the Brewers, of Mr. are a bad away
2: from maybe winning this thing. Speaking of Mister Positivity, coming uh, Tim Allen is going to join us coming up. Are at you sure? What do you mean? Are you sure, Sam? Did you confirm Tim? Because Sparky told me you can get a hold of Tim. He couldn't hear me in there because Plucker's doing something. Yeah, I mean, he told me last week. He said I won't be there for my hit Monday. I'll be All back right. next week. Okay. So I today's would only Monday. Assume... No, he, he told me that about last Monday. Oh, he texted me last weekend. Right. And said, hey, I'm out all next week. Right, he was. Won't be there yeah. for my hit. Be back next week. By the week. way,
4: Dan Plucker, yeah. host of the uh, post-game show yesterday. Uh-huh. Have you heard him host host? Yes. He sounds like Josh Vernier so much. A little bit. Oh, man. Bit. 610 Sports, Josh Vernier. You do, man. You I will take that as a compliment. You think. should. <laughs> your, your voice and his are so close together. Your delivery styles, to a degree, are awfully similar. Yeah, it sounds just like Josh Vernier on the air. No wonder you sounded so good last week when I was off filling in for me. It
2: sounded really good. He's not uh, bad. He might he might do all right in this business. Oh, that's nice of you guys to say. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome.
4: Uh, okay, uh, so your show's coming up next. Coming then. up next, Spark Dog show. No, no my show. The Rami, Rami show. show. Yeah, I got a meeting. Dan I got to be in with our boss, so. Uh-oh. Is this about me? You're supposed to be in the meeting, too, but I for- think he forgot that you and Sam were actually doing a show at this point. I'm so supposed to be in the meeting? About 3.30, the whole staff. But, yeah, dude, you're, you're get, on the
2: air. I didn't get an invite. Yeah. I did not get an invite. I checked my email this morning. There was no email. Maybe invite about a meeting. he's
4: talking to you at six. I don't oh, know. No. Oh no! All right. Well, each should get to be here
5: for the parade yeah, Rami, celebration. Rami, I'm so sorry. You're fired. I'm taking over. I'm hosting your show. <laughs> <bad> show. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Probably shouldn't do that on the air, gentlemen. <laughs> the last time I got fired, it was ten minutes before I went on the air, so it wouldn't be new. That wasn't here. You've never been fired from
4: here. Let the record show. Enough <laughs> no. people get upset at us every time somebody gets no, let go. I was never
2: fired by twelve fifty a.m. The fan. No. No, he quit. No, to, I was not.
4: He quit and went to go make more money somewhere else. And I did I, for and then two the, years. And it did a great job. And then the pandemic hit, and it was toodles to Rami Maklouf. Back here, where are the Timberwolves? Are they play? No,
2: no, they're not. They're still playing basketball. I mean, not right now. No, no, they're, they're not. Still part of the association. They haven't played for months, huh? Huh?
4: They haven't played for months. No. So if you were there, you'd be talking about a losing Twins team.